2: We are live here, folks, on a Saturday night, November 4th already, believe it or not, here on the Fightful YouTube channel. Rick Uccino back with you guys after a month off. I missed all y'all, especially these two lovely ladies, Iridian Fierro and Cresta, the star, joining us uh, as always now here. We're back. We're full strength. We're ready to rock and roll on a Saturday night to recap AEW Collision, where literally everybody is fighting everybody, and maybe even the three of us will be throwing fists at the end of this bad boy. Who the hell knows? Virtual, I'll pull a Sean Ross app here. Virtual fist of cuffs <laughs> all night long. Aridian, how you doing? I missed
1: you. I am doing so well. We missed you, Rick. Honestly, it feels Don't like to me. we are the Power Rangers, right? Right after they go go Power Rangers, we are in our final form. This is it. I'm super excited and I cannot wait for the three of us to chat about the show that was happening tonight. Yeah.
2: It was a it was a long one uh tonight uh we we were all chatting before the show here cresta doing our our prep getting in the mental state that we need to be in to do this show to the best of our ability we all kind of agreed this one uh, I don't know it felt like it was four hours tonight like there was there were parts of it that were good it just felt long for some for some reason I can't even pinpoint it why
3: yeah I don't know it just there was a lot of brawling a lot of fighting so it just felt like it dragged and it dragged it was good. Overall, I was sports entertained, but it just felt like it. I don't know. I don't, maybe too many schoolyard fights. I don't know. <laughs> i do
2: not like literally everybody was fighting everybody on this show. Like teammates were fighting everybody. Like there were multiple run ins. Like what a, gang wars, every single as segment, almost every single spot. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into all of it. Uh, make sure, guys, to get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. Uh, That is the guaranteed way to uh, get your comment read on the air, like Van Twinblade here uh, saying that Will Washington's cousin is a meanie. This is not how you treat your coworkers, Shane. What would your grandmother say? I screamed that because it was in all caps. Thank you very much. Uh, Van Twinblade there. Let's start there, ladies. A.R. Fox and Swerve Strickland not even waiting for the opening to get this one going. We're in the middle of the uh, what, the the opening promo segment where everybody's cutting their their lines and saying what they're going to be doing tonight, and you know before Swerve can really even get going, Ar Fox attacks him, and then they roll the damn intro anyway, and then they're fighting on the ramp in the opening show pyros going off, and I'm like, this is insane, but I loved every second of it. Like start more, I love it, Iridium when a show starts immediately no bs no eight minute recap package just in and the action is starting and we're off and running i love this a lot tonight this opening
1: yeah it was very different you know we hadn't gotten the promos uh the opening promos in a while so i'm like okay this is nice too but going directly from cutting the promo to the action and then the pyro and it was literally insane but i was really excited to see you know something different and the fact that they started off with the fight it was complete chaos and i'm like oh okay this is where we're starting off interesting interesting choice but i didn't hate it i wasn't mad at it i thought it was great
2: yeah and Krista, i thought it fits the storyline because ar fox was a part of the mogul embassy and then yeah they booted his ass out real quick and he was pissed off. He wanted every bit of Swerve Strickland. Unfortunately for him, he also got every bit of the Mogul Embassy tonight as well.
3: Also, A.R. Fox is on an apology tour. He don't got love from the Mogul Embassies. <laughs> he don't got love from uh, what, was, what was it called? The the paternity trap or whatever it is that Christian Cage got going on. Like, nobody really messes with him. And, like, Darby Allen gets beat up anyway. So, like, you got to get, uh, get back up from the crash test, dummy. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I thought it was great. It, like you said, there's a lot of passion, a lot of fire. He was mad at Swerve for a long time, but uh, yikes, poor Ar Fox. That was a lot of heat, a lot of heat. But this man broke into somebody's house and cut a promo on someone's child, a baby.
2: Yeah, that that's a thing that definitely happened uh within the past week. Uh, I uh, I don't know. He's mixed emotions. Sure. Yeah, mixed emotions. about look, Swerve is. Swerve is a savage in all the best ways possible, right? Like 100%. Uh, I thought this was a great back-and-forth matchup. I thought, you know, AR looked good in spots in this. And, look, you had Gates of Agony came down uh, for a front-row seat after Swerve was able to kind of get things going in his favor there. Uh, You you knew eventually Swerve was going to get the win. All the momentum is building around him right now. Uh, you have some people who believe that uh, he's he's going to be the one who ultimately takes that world title off of Max, so they continue to build him up, uh, and they're doing this well. He ends up getting the win uh, with that big top rope double stomp on AR, and then we get the Mogul Embassy start to swarm Iridian, and then our first batch of gang wars, we get all the letters out there. We get FTR, LFI, Starks, Big Bill. They all hit the damn ring. Uh, as House of Black watches on from the top here, and I'm like, I have missed a lot in the in the last month. Uh, I had a lot of uh, work obligations. I'm a little bit behind on on some things that have been going on on Saturday nights while I've been doing local radio in Cincinnati. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I need to I need to play some catch up because uh, there's a lot of dudes who are throwing fisticuffs and I have no idea why.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rick, you know what? Saturdays have been very, very eventful. And you have missed a lot, but it's okay because tonight's episode really caught you up quick, right? <laughs>
2: uh yeah this was uh kind of a uh it was a nice refresher it, it, yeah it, it picked me up a little bit I'm still a little bit confused I'm trying to p- put all the pieces together I have seen some of the dynamite so I'm not completely lost on everything but uh yeah this was uh this was a crazy start that Krista uh, I think you know got me a little bit hyped up for the main event which you know had you know eight really talented guys and we'll get to the main event tonight but Look, I'm all about symmetry. I'm all about setting things up for stuff we're going to see later on in the evening. So this this was not a bad open to the show tonight.
3: I mean, pretty much, I can catch you up real quick. House of Black has been sowing seeds of chaos, and tonight was a culmination of them sowing seeds of chaos for the okay. past month. They've been just jumping people. You had a match. I don't care about your match. Your match hasn't started. I don't care. I'm showing up. The lights are going black, and we're jumping you. Even Julia Hart was getting into the fun. So... It made, it made a lot of sense. I really do like this opener. And like you said, it did set up for the majority of the night. There was nothing but gang warfare tonight. Um, I got to give up to AR Fox because there were parts in this match, like the double roll. That was, Um, sorry, it was Swerve. When they did that double roll together, which Swerve pivoted into a cutter, I thought was really pretty. And also, too, AR Fox had this sequence that ended up in a 450. And it's like seeing all of that, knowing that he still loses, like, damn. You are so fantastic. What can we do at AR really good. You know, it's it's he's so good, but Swerve Strickland is on another level right now. He cut a promo on a baby.
2: <laughs> I mean, I cut promos on my kids like every freaking day.
3: <laughs> but those are your kids. <laughs> That's the bloodline. You trying to prepare them. <laughs> Although, by
2: the way, totally unrelated to anything, I thought this was adorable today, so I want to share this. Uh, you know, like. My kids go to bed early because both me and my wife work early so they don't get to stay up and watch wrestling so with crown jewel on earlier today my daughter actually sat in my lap and watched her first match from start to finish today and it was bianca and eo and at the end of it my five-year-old daughter rebecca says i want to be bianca when i grow up (laughs) i thought that was adorable as hell so anyway sorry i just Wanted to share that as uh you know we I just brought up my kids for somebody that popped in my head and I wanted to share that uh, I thought we got a nice promo exchange or promo package excuse me for uh, MJF and Daniel Garcia on Wednesday the card that Tony Khan has set up uh, for Wednesday's Dynamite um yeah I, I'm I kind of wish we could review that card on Wednesday right freaking now uh I loved the the tone of that video package as well. With MJF kind of going off there a little bit, Iridian, about what AEW has kind of become over the last year or so with guys like Edge and Christian and, you know, uh, Sting's, you know, still, still hanging around. And now they sign Ric Flair to a full-time contract. It's like what MJF said was right. This was a company that was built around young guys trying to lead a revolution. And now there are so many older veterans who have kind of taken over the major spots. This is this is a kind of matchup that has been set up here for the AEW purist who would like to see it kind of get back to what it used to be a little bit more. Daniel Garcia is great. MJF is the MVP of the entire company right now. He's in. He's speaking of fighting with everybody. He's feuding with so many different people. He's involved with so many different people. He's the highest rated person on the on each of these shows. Uh, This is going to be good on Wednesday.
1: Oh yeah, and I absolutely agree with you. I feel like the promo that MJF cut. He was feeling like a sense of relief almost that the fact that he was finally getting some worthy competition, right? Because he did mention that a lot of the AEW talent or people had been walking around and they were older, um, just because he did not want to say old, but he is ready for a fresh competition. And I feel like Danny Garcia, after the Jericho Appreciation Society, you know, when they tried to include him in a lot of the Blackpool Combat Club stuff, like, that was great. He was doing some fantastic work when he had his match with Yuta in Ring of Honor, when he won that championship. And then afterwards, when he fought um, Brian Danielson, like, he was giving these matches, right? He was really being built up. And you saw that this guy really was a professional wrestler. And he doesn't want to say that he is, but he's absolutely a professional wrestler and a sports entertainer. You can be both. sure. But- now, with this feud in MJF, I feel like, all right, we're starting to see that push of Daniel Garcia again, and the crowd absolutely loves him. So, this is only the beginning for Danny in terms of what is going to be happening going forward in AW. I hope that he continues to get this amazing push, but you know, we can hope all day, and that might not be what happens. But that's what I hope is happening that you know, MJF and him have a fantastic match, and Danny just continues to be shown in the light.
2: Yeah, the the Jericho Appreciation Society stuff, it it served its purpose. It it elevated Daniel Garcia, it helped make him a household name as far as AEW fans are concerned, and now it's time for him to sink or swim on his own, and that'll start this Wednesday uh, on Dynamite. Uh, We do get another uh, passionate promo, from mjf after this video package talking about wednesday's results that's all switchblade jay white pin him and i'm telling you what lady and this man is about to crack like mjf is just screaming into the camera like not not like roderick strong annoying screaming like this man is just Ah. pissed off loose cannon He has got 18 different dudes coming at him from every direction. That sounded dirty, but he's got 18 different dudes coming at him from every different direction. He does not have his best friend anymore. He's got Max Caster, uh, you know, just rubbing his shoulders in the back and and constantly trying to get on his good side. And he's, he's got Samoa Joe trying to make deals with him saying, Hey, you really need my help, but yeah, you got to give me a world title shot to get it. He is being stretched in 18 different ways. He is having to do a bunch of things that he never would do. He's going to be wrestling two different matches, including a handicap match coming up uh, at full gear. Like he is really, really starting to regret being a babyface here, Cresta, because he's like trying to live up to something and eventually it's going to blow up in his face. Probably when we find out who the devil is, but you can start to see the cracks in Max's game. He's usually very uh, meticulous and he usually enjoys having the upper hand. He has none of that right now.
3: I got to tell you, when you say out loud how many people are literally trying to get MJF, it's kind of daunting. However, this is all your hard work coming to roost. It's not <laughs> easy being a babyface when you've screwed over Every single person with the exception of Samoa Joe because he's a psychopath, okay? Samoa Joe just wants to beat you up. I, On the one hand, I feel bad for MJF because you're trying to do the right thing like Spike Lee. On the other hand, you have it coming. It is commendable that you as a champion are trying to do double, triple duty, defend here, do the double tag team over here, be on Dynamite, be on Collision, be on... I respect it. However, you you've literally screwed over Wardlow. You've literally screwed over the BCC. You've literally screwed over. Uh, no, he doesn't work there no more. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, did, like, and hey, pick somebody on the roster. You like probably screwed them over, bro. I mean, everybody
2: in the pinnacle, like, seriously, yes, like, literally everybody. FTR, I mean, he and that's the thing, right? And that's why I love what they're doing with Wardlow so much, Iridian, because like he sees Max out here, and everybody freaking loves him. And Wardlow, at his height, beat the ever-loving hell out of MJF, and he was the one who has gotten cheered. And now everybody's, like, all on board with MJF, and Wardlow's like, what the F is going on here? So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that matchup. You got, like you said, Samoa Joe's going to get another match here. There There's a lot to like about what they're doing with Max. Just, they're using him more. They're utilizing him more. He has really become their top star. Talk about the Edges and the Christians and the Ric Flairs and all this, all the old dudes. This is MJF's company right now.
1: Yeah, MJF. So he is the spider in the spider web, right? He has been connecting all of these little things together. And who can forget that powerbomb symphony, right? I think it was like, what, 10, 15 power bombs that Wardlow did? Yeah, that he was, destroyed that man.
3: He had it, it coming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was literally insane. I have never seen MJF be manhandled like that. And people were missing Wardlow, right? So the fact that also Wardlow is now in the picture, everyone is gunning for MJF. And he is the top guy in this promotion. You can't say that he's not because he's literally involved in almost every major storyline. He has had beef with everyone there. And he's about to crumble. He really is. He's he's the last the yeah. last straw because this promo where he was yelling, the veins were popping out of his face. And <laughs> is stressed, okay? Stressed. He's one step away from becoming Bully Ray.
3: Like I'm putting anyone through tables. Your mom, your daughter. I'm still. He's one. He's one step away from Randy Orton in front of Sister Abigail's house going. <laughs> he's 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 on the edge. He's he, on the edge. He's lost
2: his belt. He's lost his best friend. He's now having to like make alliances with people that he hates, or at least used to hate and we'll get to that coming up here in a little bit but yeah the it, you, did you guys see what he put out on twitter this week where he was like passed out in the bed with his cat and some some woman and he was like this is you know like this is how i are and R, you know with prostitutes and laying out and hanging out with my cat and shit like like this is the yeah check out check out his tweet I, it was something like his that
3: life must be so hard
2: <laughs> but Seriously, I love the story that they're telling with MJF right now, because it all started with Adam Cole, which makes me feel like Adam Cole is if he's not the devil, he's definitely involved with the devil. I feel like this is all Adam Cole's master plan of getting that belt off of MJF by befriending him and trying to turn him into something that Max always never wanted to be. And this is ultimately going to end up blowing up in his face as he's trying to be the guy that everybody thinks that he is instead of just being selfish and being an ass and being his scumbag and not everybody's scumbag. Uh, We also got a um, confident switchblade Jay white with uh, the, the rest of the bang bang gang singing behind him. Uh, That was a nice little uh, rebuttal there. And then we move on neck health awareness month never ends here. Uh, Cresta. We get Matt Tevin. We get Mike Bennett. They go out there and prove that neck health is important by beating the asses off of the Jeffrey jobbers. Uh, what do you think about this <laughs> appearance tonight?
3: Okay, I actually wrote down Jeffrey Jobbers, or if you're watching Impact, Viano 1 and Viano 2's name. Uh, their names were James McGregor and Brixton Nash. Yeah. All I have in my notes is, <laughs> Nigel McGuinness, get off commentary. How you gonna say Brixton hit the bricks? Oh, wait, that was Tony Schiavone's. <laughs> they were, these poor guys, Roderick Strong. I don't know how to describe how good bad this is. I don't how do you describe someone who's just yelling for no reason? Like you come around the corner, Kayla. Like please, 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 please. You're right there. You're you're in the front. You are literally in the front. Please, please. This was it was a match. It was a match that happened. It was really to get over Matt Taven and Mike Bennett and everyone saying we're gonna be MJF's friend until the very end for you, Adam Cole.
2: So uh, sorry, I do want to just make a, a a clarification. By the way, uh, Max's tweet said "pirate hookers," not prostitutes. So pirate That's hookers. His line. words, his words, not mine. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, a shock in the comments. Yes, it was it was pirate hookers. So uh, I apologize for using the p word. It was well, it was a p word. It was pirate. Anyway, Oridian, your thoughts on uh, what we saw out of the Kingdom tonight?
1: Very interesting. I don't have anything to say about this match. Um, I wrote Kingdom versus. <laughs> I said, who is fighting? Question mark. I had no idea. I am so sorry. And they said the names, and I said, I didn't catch it. I'm not rewinding it. Like, sorry. Roderick Strong is giving me the vibes of Vicky Guerrero when she would say, Excuse me. Yes. Oh
3: my God. Yeah. Yes. Right? That's it, what it
1: is. That
2: is such a good call.
1: You, like you because
2: it's getting that level of annoying for me.
1: Yes. Like you get it, but you only need it once or twice, right? Like, I get it. That's the gimmick. She only had to say, excuse me, once. And we got it. Roddy, I feel like you only need to say one person's name once. And then we got it. That's your gimmick. I feel like it's overkill. It's a little overkill. Oh,
3: we man. Need- I feel immature. I'm so
1: sports entertained by it. He's so annoying. <laughs> kind of like a little brother you can push. <laughs> we need, I feel like we need to find, like, a happy medium. Because I get it. And I think it's funny. But it just, it's a little too much. That It gets a little annoying for me right that's fair that's i could see that i again, i'm very easily sports at (laughs) the tate like at least he's
2: changing it up and saying other people's names now so it's not just adam over and over again so that you know that that definitely helped but i think it would also like help in the context of if screaming made sense Mm because right now he's just screaming at nonsensical times which i get it if he's 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 being annoying on purpose, but I don't I don't know if that would help. I, I think maybe he's just doing it like like Iridian said. He's just doing it a little too much. Um, but regardless. This this was this was fine for what it was. It was a glorified squash match and it got the uh the kingdom on TV and it got uh got Roddy on TV, so it uh it, it served its purpose tonight. Uh we see Mark Briscoe. Back on our tv screens uh tonight which made me smile from ear to ear uh ftr offering to help pull some double duty for him after he got challenged to a trios match uh by kip sabian he declines saying that he's got two guys in mind and we find out who those guys are later on in the show let's talk about first though lance archer and darby allen tonight this was a uh match Let's just say it. If you've seen one Lance Archer match in AEW, you have seen all of the Lance Archer matches in AEW, at least if he is fighting somebody who's actually assigned to the roster. Uh, He dominates the majority of the match. Something happens that allows his uh, much smaller opponent to get the upper hand, and then the much smaller opponent ends up winning the match. Uh, There was a point... There was a point in this match where Jake Roberts gets tossed after he tries to hit Darby with a skateboard. There was a really sick maneuver here uh, where Lance Archer picks him up and choke slams him over the ropes onto the ring apron. And Darby is down and practically dead at this point. And and Jake Roberts is sneaking in to hit him with the the skateboard. And I'm going, why? I, I don't understand this spot. And I give a lot of credit to commentary for saying it was a strategic move to allow Lance Archer to continue to beat Darby's butt and just prolong the inevitable in which case. Okay. That's that's dumb heel syndrome, right? Just win the freaking match when you have a chance to win the match. But regardless, I appreciate commentary for making that spot make sense because it did not make any sense whatsoever. Doesn't matter though, as Darby, um, Gets put up on the top rope. Lance Archer is about to give him another choke slam, and then he just pulls out literally all the stops. He's he's digging in this man's eyes. He's biting his hands. He's scratching his back. He hits a destroyer off the top rope and pins Lance Archer. So apparently, it's a one hit kill shot for Darby Allen here. Is he? Ba- he hadn't had any offense in like ten minutes. Iridian and Lance Archer uh, loses again. There was some post max shenanigans. We'll get to that. But your thoughts on match first, already.
1: You know what? I am a fan of Lance Archer. I think he is a really cool character, and I think he's very underutilized. I feel like they don't know where to really put him in AEW. But this match that he had with Darby, I'm like, this is not going to be good. This is just not going to be good for Darby because that man every other week gets punished to the max. And it was no different tonight when he got thrown onto that apron. I said, "Why do we keep doing this? Why are we here again? I'm so tired, Darby. Aren't you tired?" Like I know he's hurting, right? I know that that man is in pain and he's still is out there every week stressing me out, but he won the match and am I surprised? No. I feel like This is Darby's thing now. You know, he's the underdog. He's going to get the win at the last minute. Um, I am glad that commentary explained that Jake Roberts spot because I was also thinking that he was walking very, very slow, just a little too slow with the skateboard. And I just was not getting it. I'm like, there's no I don't understand what's happening. Why
2: would you like why would you choose that spot to help? (laughs) out of the whole yeah, like like Lance Archer is firmly in control. Like you don't he don't need you to hit this man with a skateboard. Cresta, why does everybody want to kill Darby?
3: Because Darby, much like an anime protagonist has plot armor, so no matter what you do to him, <laughs> he's going to win. Him and Orange Cassidy. I love Darby Allen house down boots. But like honestly, Lance Archer was throwing that man around like Darby Allen was silly string. He was yeeted. He yeeted this man out of, before Jake that spot, he yeeted him out of the ring. I'm like, bro, you don't need the help. He kind of really didn't even need your help, Jake. I I get it. I get you trying to put the screws to him, but he didn't need your help, bro. Like, I, I, I like Darby Allen, but like, I know what I'm getting, but how do you explain it away when Lance Archer, who can win everywhere else except AEW for whatever reason, beats the, the the dog out of him. And then Darby's just like, scratch, scratch, scratch. Darby used roll-up. And then at 3.5, that's when Lance is like, oh, the oh, match is over. The, the match big, is over, Lance. The old,
2: the old big show kick out. The old, <laughs> oh, I didn't lose. Crap, I can't count. Uh, but-
3: yes exactly that
2: now i gave commentary props earlier right so you always do the positive reinforcement and then you tear them down the fact that commentary was touting lance archer's fast paced win record in aew was ridiculous to me this man was six and one all year he's had seven matches in aew so far this year and all of his victories have come against enhancement talent So I hope they're talking about all of his like new Japan matches and everywhere else that he's wrestled. If they're throwing that out there, but it's even worse than this year. Like I got curious and I'm going back dating back to October of 2021, October of 2021. When this man wrestles somebody who is actually signed to the roster, he loses Darby, orange Cassidy, Ricky Starks, John Moxley, um, not the list. <laughs> Kanahashi, Wardlow, Dustin Rhodes, Adam Page, Eddie Kingston. All losses dating back to October of 2021. Would you like to know what his biggest wins are in that stretch?
3: Yes, I would I would like to know.
2: Frankie Kazarian, Aaron oh Solo, God. and Serpentico.
3: Not Serpentico, neither Rose is somewhere upset.
2: <laughs> that IWGP United States title win over Jon Moxley was a long time ago. July of
3: 2021. Why they do this? Why they do my
2: man Lance like that? <laughs> I don't know. And it bothers me because he's so good. And he's like, he can be like the most dominant big man you got in the entire company next to Wardlow. And this dude, just he loses to F, you. You literally put first off, you barely use him. And then when you do use him, you have him
1: lose unless he's wrestling guys. Better enhancement talent. That's
3: He's baby's that's, first feud sometimes.
1: Uh-uh. It doesn't make any sense because if you're going to have him lose the matches, then you can't make him out to be this big monster, right? Like you can, you know, you can't change his size, but then you can't be having him do all these crazy moves. Like he was literally yeeting Darby today. And poor Darby was like, oh, over here. Like there's no need to be doing that if you're just going to have him lose. That like discredit. him.
2: You cannot tell me that everybody dies when you can't kill anybody, Lance. Bro,
3: bro, I, I'm still kind of like for. Okay, I saw in the chat, and I would be remiss to say that Cold Red did look good because he kind of looked no, like looked a was humping a pit bull, and I was like, bless your heart. But when he got it, like, oh, he got it, he got it. But that kick out, I would not have moved after three. I would not have. I wouldn't have moved. <laughs> oh, How, what it. was that? Was I like that kick part out. There. I was love Lance Archer, but, like, I was sports entertained. I don't think I should have been sports entertained. That's all I got to say. I don't think I should have been sports entertained at that moment.
2: We got we got a humper chat here from Roxy. Appreciate that. was really hoping Nick Wayne would show up to uh, continue his feud with Darby or get revenge on uh, AR Fox. But, hey, beggars can't be choosers. Love uh, to watch what you guys do. Uh, sending love from all Australia. Yeah. okay. Yes, that says Australia, not Austria. Okay, just double-checking. Anyway, I can read. I can read very, very well. Uh, I would like to see Lance Archer get some kind of a push, get some kind of win. Let's start with uh, using him. And it, Aridian, at least it looks like that's heading in that direction because after Darby wins the match, we get, we get Jake Roberts out there Sounded like he had just chain smoked 10 cigarettes since he had gotten kicked out of the match. Like he always sounds rough and tough. He sounded bad after this. I don't, I don't know what anyway, just saying. Yeah. Maybe he's got a little bit of something going on here. He sounded rough, but he introduces the righteous as his newest client. So now it's going to be Lance Archer and the righteous with Jake Roberts in their corner. And they distract Darby enough that Lance, kills darby in the end he hits him with a blackout here and once again i wrote in big bold letters why does everybody want to kill darby so badly because darby's still dealing with nick wayne and christian and you know luchasaurus and they got that big trios matchup coming up at full gear now he's got three other dudes who just want to end this man's existence already
1: we're about to have so many factions in AEW. it's about to
2: (laughs) we're about to it's I Action Island over here. Yes,
1: well, we're continuing. It's Survivor. I don't understand why we need Jake Roberts here. I really don't. And I'm so sorry. So sorry. That's just my opinion, right? I feel like, what is he bringing to the table? What's happening? No offense. <laughs> <bang, bang, Aridia. laughs> no offense. No offense to people who love Jake Roberts. But I don't I love understand. Jake Roberts. But I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I don't know what
2: purpose he's serving right now
1: i'm I'm just a little confused, and then he comes out with the righteous, who I like the righteous, but also I'm still not fully on board with him, right? So they need just a little what I thought was hilarious is that Jake Roberts was like poetry slamming it because the the music was playing, and he kept talking, and nobody turned that music down. so
3: <laughs> he's got the voice for it the raspy voice of and in a poetry slam, I'm like, yes, yeah, snaps all around, yeah. <laughs>
2: Krista do we think that teaming up with teaming up Lance Archer and the righteous this is kind of an odd combination right' I'm, I'm not sure how this would work these two dudes are they' these three guys like this team and then Lance Archer these these guys are from different universes um kind of a, what do we how do you how you feel about this pairing here
3: so I get to hear Kate talk about the righteous on Thursdays and apparently they're the guys they're hymns. They're a bunch of him men. They're great. However, I kind of see the righteous as dark order white. You said. And <laughs> I, 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 this is going to sound kind of mean, but I would rather this push go to dark order because I've seen the righteous in a program recently they were just involved with uh mjf and adam cole so i'm like it'll be the same thing but i'd rather them have that but i also i'm i'm looking for something nice to say about the righteous they're not bad i'm just i don't connect with them personally and again it we've not, the righteous not, is you're like not if we with got, the vibe?
2: you're not down with the mean, vibe? you're not you're not digging what they're saying
3: Nah, dog.
1: I'm
2: not a hippie dog. <laughs> I, I do look. I like the righteous's look. I like the righteous' presentation. I like the way that they can deliver promos. I loved the video packages that they were doing with these guys. Uh, where they were uh, you know fighting for the Ring of Honor tag team titles and the AEW tag team title. I liked everything about I thought they were on a good path. I don't know what this is going to do for them. I don't know how this is going to change things, but when you have an entire company that is faction, 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 faction there's a, it's a deep roster. It is a huge roster. It can be you can kind of get lost in the shuffle there if you're kind of floating out there on your own, unless your name is is, is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. But even he's now out there collecting friends, right? So,
3: but even uh, then, if you think about it, like you said, if you're by yourself, when everyone's in a faction, if you have a problem with one person, you have a problem with fifty people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. 100% guys, make sure to get your super chats in, get your Humper chats in. Uh, we will read every single one of them. I promise you I'm a little rusty, but I will read every single one of them, uh, before, uh, we go off the air tonight. Like from our good buddy, bizarro, big L sending in a Humper chat, Rick, all exclamation points. Uh, you leave us for a month and leave. These ladies go on a power trip. Did y'all go on a power trip while I was gone.
1: Like just a power trip You just shit
2: talking me the whole time I was out of here. Uh,
3: well, <laughs> To be fair, it was mostly Riddy. Riddy was out here holding it down cuz I I thought I was going to be here and life said, "Come here."
2: <laughs> mm. Fair. Fair. You yeah, you had a lot that was going on for sure. Uh bizarre continues. Did you at least bring milk? Okay, and I would have been here last week, but y'all ended while I was driving back uh, from Collision. Two hours each way. Look at you. Look at the commitment. Uh, AR Fox looking great every week. And now bring us the meat. Oh, we're we're getting the meat. We are getting the meat served on Wednesday, but we will get there. Uh, we see Chris Statlander backstage with Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale. Yeah. Chris Statlander, thanks, Sky for making the right decision when she misted Julia sky blue says she didn't do shit for Chris Statlander, but she always has Willow's back. And then Willow big old smile standing back. Ah, don't worry. We're all, we're all friends already. we're all friends. Everything's fine. Please fade to commercial. Now. Thank you so much.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: something's going on with sky. I don't know what's going on. Like, She's kind of like in between right now. I feel like she's about to be the anti what we see in AEW. Like we just talked about, like she's going to end up just being out on her own and she's going to attack anybody and doesn't care.
1: I'm not buying it. This was sky trying to create a diversion, right? Mm. Oh, I missed Julia. So people will be confused. I'm not confused. The game plan is still the same. Julia is behind it all. And she's like, you know what? You know, to throw people off you can totally missed me and that's exactly what happened i think we are still going to get sky joining the house of heart and i don't know what's going to happen with willow because willow's makeup was back to normal today so i don't know what's happening with that but definitely i think that it was to throw us off our senses and to create a distraction and the final end story will be julia Creating her own faction and trying to fight Chris Statlander and this friendship—I don't know where this leaves Willow. My girl is just so happy, and I'm so for it. And the crowd loves her. Did you see the big pop that she got tonight when her yes. music hit? Everybody was dancing. They panned, and everybody was like having a good old Look. time with their signs in the air. It was great. It was great.
2: W- Willow is infectious in the best way possible. She pops on your screen. You like if you don't smile, like Cresta, are you even human?
3: You have to be devoid <laughs> of charisma, fun, happiness. Her music just makes you want to be like. It, I've been saying this for a while, but she oozes babyface like big. Back when Bailey was a hugger, John Cena never give up like, okay. Cody Rhodes when he wants to be super babyface. That's what she. She she could be. Stamp your front runner for your company. I love Willow Nightingale. She's such a sweetheart. Also, I don't buy Sky Blue being someone's girl. I'm I'm with Iridian on this one. I'm like it's giving Bully Ray aces and eights. Don't worry about it. i <laughs>
2: hang on sorry we have a uh yeah uh, we got another super chat here coming in from matthew hooks he says uh archer and the righteous as a cult uh kind of makes sense so yeah maybe they Eh, well we'll we'll see we'll have to let it i I don't know i feel feel like this is a an oil and water kind of mix here i'm just not uh i'm not feeling it right off the bat but hey just do something with lance archer let's 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 start there All right, ladies, let's dive dive into it here. The acclaimed, very nice 69-day celebration as AEW Trio's champs. We get 69 chants as the acclaimed get covered in pink and white streamers. Anthony Bowen has a surprise for Max Caster, and it ended up being a little Max on Max love here as MJF in a recorded video uh, begrudgingly admits that he has a little bit of respect now for max caster after taking that bullet for him from jay white on wednesday MJF says that uh he's starting to like the acclaimed a little bit he's not going to love the acclaim but as i said begrudgingly admittedly he's starting to like them a little bit here Iridian. so finally max caster is growing on mjf just a smidge and honestly The reaction from Max Caster in the ring is really what made this whole entire thing just work. It was it was perfect. Like the way that he was able to just like pure joy, just glowing off of that man's face. It was great.
1: Yeah, there was so much joy. It feels like he was a kid in the candy store. He was in awe of mjf being on that screen i wonder how much the acclaimed paid for that mjf cameo because i know they just spent so much money f- to even bring nine
2: thousand
1: dollars i thought that was a really fun part of the segment uh later on i think it got a little weird and <laughs> maybe a, little? a little weird and then it kind of went too long i think dalton castle could have come out sooner but we will get to that <laughs>
2: yeah uh i thought this segment went downhill uh after that and i have like the you know sense of humor of a 12 year old and even i was like all right we get it we get it even nigel on commentary i'm like all right we get it like move on scissoring 69ing (laughs) you guys are making sex jokes um yeah this, this really went downhill uh after after laugh. after mjf went down what my the clown laugh that was that's, hilarious. My <laughs>
3: that's, my I, I, that's my line that's my line that's <laughs> my line
2: cresta what'd you think about all of this before dalton castle came down anyway
3: i agree with you guys it dragged on a little bit too long again i agree with rick i have the humor <laughs> of a 12 year old who just figured out what Darth Vader looks like. Okay. I, I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm immature, but once daddy ass started doing the Ric Flair, I can kiss any girl in a ring. Even that one over oh, there. Man. When he was like, what does that side say? I'm a daddy. Like, all right. You're, who's grand? Guns. Go get your dad. Go <laughs> get your dad. <laughs> he do it. a lot. I, I,
2: I, w- I do have to admit, right? Like, When he pointed at that one girl whose sinus says, I'm like, I I just scissored for the first time or whatever. And he was like, I seriously doubt that. That was funny. I did. That that was a good line. He should have stopped while he was ahead at that point, because then he just kept talking and it's like, all right. You're striking out a little bit here, man. 97
3: DX, get out of here. (laughs) I I
2: feel like these guys got the go home signal like three times on this situation and like this entire thing. And they just kept doing more. Like somebody needed to hit Dalton Castle's music sooner. Somebody in production needed to hit this damn thing sooner. Uh, But Dalton does come out, and I'm like, okay, business has officially picked up. This man and the boys start peacocking their way down to the ring. And then. Oh yeah. I forgot to mention there's a 69 trophy. All right. On, 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 the side for whatever. Cause of course there's a damn trophy. They, they started explaining why there was a trophy, but I tuned out. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> so the boys hand Dalton the trophy and he completely pulls a one eight seven on the 69 trophy and just smashes it on the outside. And then we start getting a brawl and this is how we decide all of a sudden, like, we're just going to have a match. Like, Aubrey Edwards is just randomly there, and we get a Trios championship match. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, it's a weird ass way to get into a match, but this should be fun. It was kind of over before it really got going there, as uh, one of the boys ends up eating a famous and, and a mic drop. But uh, I'm never going to complain, Iridian, about seeing Dalton Castle on my television screen.
1: Oh, same. I love Dalton Castle. I think he is so incredible such a fantastic entertainer and he's just exciting to watch right when he came out i'm like thank god somebody is saving <laughs> somebody is saving this and when he threw that trophy i said oh i i was so gooped i was like why are you being a three-year-old dalton castle <laughs> That's so crazy. I was like, um, that is mean boy energy. And he is not mean boy energy, right? So I was just a little confused. And I was more confused when they were like, oh, my God, ring the bell. And I'm like, ring the bell? Was this a scheduled match? What are we doing? And they were talking about how Aubrey Edwards was there. And now it's a championship match, not just a regular match. Now, yeah, it's a like, too.
2: like, if you boil this down, right, <laughs> like Dalton Castle comes down to the ring. And smashes a old bowling trophy that somebody probably pulled out of a dumpster and that pissed off the trio's tag team champions enough to put their titles on the line? Like
1: Exactly I'm sorry,
2: I need the triple H sign of who booked this shit. Like what?
3: None of this makes sense. I have that sense. somewhere in my library. I got somewhere in my <laughs> library. I got you. I got you. <laughs> like, when you boil
2: it down, like, like, I get it. This whole entire thing is goofy, and that's part of what makes the acclaim so great is they are so goofy, but they also go out there and take care of business when it happens. So, like, I extenuating circumstances, I don't mind it as much because this is part of what makes the acclaimed so great and why everybody loves them. But, yeah, man, when you start peeling layers away and you just look at the, the basics of it cresta yeah this was kind of dog ass
3: <laughs> no i agree i did not even a dalton castle promo explaining why he threw the thing i like dalton castle also i like dalton castle mainly because kate likes dalton castle and this was a kate <laughs> match with the 69 nice and this, all this i know kate is somewhere like it's my birthday <laughs> <Right there. laughs> yeah i mean I will never be upset to see Dalton Castle come out and do the most with the absolute least, and I'm here for it every time. However, I love wish Dalton Castle would have won. I don't know why they put the tag titles on the line. Like you said, you found that trophy in the dumpster, and it just had 69 on it. And Dalton Castle saved that segment. If anything, you should be thanking him.
1: (laughs) And you know what sucks? The match was not bad. It was a good match. So I feel like we could have done maybe the celebration either backstage or just quick and then really explained Dalton into that situation. I yeah, think that the, was
2: better. the match got good. The opening with the pinata was a little, uh, a little clunky, a little clunky, but it, it did get good. Uh, our boy drew in the chat though, uh, shining some light on something. I guess we all missed. Apparently somebody on commentary said that the acclaimed had signed an open contract for a match. So whatever that. Again, if that, if they said that, I totally missed it. Uh, There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. Uh, But again, props, props for uh, commentary for making things make sense. But then
1: if you were there live, you don't know what was happening.
2: No, correct.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: Correct. Uh, We got another super chat here from Bizarro Big L. Excuse me, a Humper chat. Get them in, folks. Get them in. Humper chats or super chats. Send them in bizarro big l says i swear that claim segment was who could innuendo the most uh nigel and daddy ass are wild that eating outline almost made me spit out a pancake <laughs> so glad to see dalton he needs more time on our screen and uh dem three boys are naturally limitless yes we will get to that That's uh, a as well oh,
3: wait
2: <laughs> yes um i do agree with bizarro we need more dalton castle on our tv screens like a lot. I felt. I feel like I was saying the same thing about Samoa Joe just like three months ago. So there's, there's hope. Uh, we get Lexi backstage again. She was busy tonight. She's talking with Andrade, and Andrade says next week we will get his answer. About whether or not CJ Perry will be his manager. Any guesses of what his answer will be, ladies? Iridian, how you? Wh- wh- What's you feeling? What's your vibes on this? Yes or no? Thumbs up. Thumbs down.
1: Oh man, I don't know. I feel like Andrade is just giving so much mystery. He's like, I don't need to tell you about my life. You don't need to know. So I feel like it's going to be yes. In my heart, I want it to be yes. I feel like this could be a good pairing.
2: Kresta?
3: I think yes, too. However, is going to be there. CJ Perry's music's going to hit. She'll come down to the ring. And right before she can speak... Miro's music is going to hit and either Miro's going to be like, I'll fight you or you don't look like a wimp and I respect you. You know what I mean? I can understand why he beat up Ryan Nemeth. No shade. I can understand why he beat up Action Andretti. Again, no shade. But you are not just going to beat up Andrade for free. You not. Gonna oh, you. He, no, he's gonna jump
2: me. him. He's gonna. We ain't getting no answer. Like we. We ain't getting no. We're gonna find. We're gonna find Andrade backstage somewhere with like one of those like big freight drawers just like dropped on top of him. Like that. That's what. That's what we're gonna find. Andrade. I. By the way, if you remember, Miro's doing exactly what I hoped that he would do. This was the exact same pitch that I put on this show for like literally anybody who talks to C.J. Perry needs to get their ass whooped by this man. And yes. Andrade is, uh, on a much higher level than a Ryan Nemeth or an action Andretti, obviously. So, but there are ways that he can whoop Andrade's ass. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad to see more, uh, Miro and Andrade mixing things up. Uh, we do get our trios match Kip Sabian and the work horseman, or, uh, should I say the sex stallions? Cause that's what they call themselves. Yes. More sexual innuendo on this show tonight um mark briscoe makes his way down to the ring and we find out who his partners are they are dustin rhodes and keith lee no surprise team briscoe gets the win in this one uh this was a a fun match it was a good match but the real story was what happened afterwards cresta where mark briscoe starts talking about jay white walking around with that title that's not his says he's been whooping his ass all across the world he wants to whoop his ass in a singles match on wednesday but he's got to put his spot at full gear for the aw world championship on the line i actually like this a lot because if you stop and you think about it why is mjf having to constantly put his damn title on the line every 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 freaking show He's been defending it on every damn show while Jay Weiss is sitting here like, all right, I'll just wait for MJF or whomever to show up in full gear. I like the fact that they're having him put a spot up as well.
3: I love Mark Briscoe. That is somebody who's just really happy to be wrestling and wrestling every day doing. That's his dream. You could tell this is his dream job. That being said, Fantastic. I know for a fact, unless Mark Briscoe gets with Team TNA, that there's not enough people to deal with all 50 million members of Bullet Club, Gold, Elite Bullet Club, uh, Japan Bullet Club, there's too many Bullet Club people. I would love to see Mark Briscoe. I think Jay White versus MJF would be fantastic. However, you got to put the title on Jay White you got to put the title on Jay White. It's no shade. And I think that there's a lot more MJF story to tell. But at this point, it's nothing against MJF. But you got to put the title on Jay White. If Mark Briscoe finds a way to pin Jay White, because you know there's going to be a million people there cheating. I think it's a good way to bring Mark Briscoe back to the forefront. I think he would lose. It would suck. But it gets Jay White away from it. It's kind of annoying. It's a longing situation. And this lets MJF tie up a lot of loose ends he has with, like, Wardlow, Samoa Joe. Uh, who else said they wanted a piece? Um, now Mark Briscoe. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know how I feel about it necessarily. I would like Mark Briscoe to win this match. I think it'll put Mark Briscoe more to the forefront, and that's me being a fan of Mark Briscoe. But I see shenanigans, and I see, you know, Blade Runner in his future. So...
2: Yeah, look, no this this is just going to be a spot, and I think where Mark Briscoe is going to get to look good. He's yeah. going to put on a hell of a match. He's going to put on a show. Uh, he he's he's much like a Willow, right? He pops on screen, just can't help but smile, right? Like, I, I love when next he's trying to get the information out of him, like about who his partners are, and he just crosses his arms, like looks straight at the camera. I cannot divulge that information.
3: That was great. Um, <laughs> that was great. Like the
2: guy, he. Yeah, it's just more of him on my TV screen, please. Like, I could just watch, like, an entire hour of just Willow and Mark Briscoe on my TV screen, and I would be I would be fine with it. But this is a spot where he's going to go out there. He's going to get to put on a good match. Jay White is going to win. Like, we know that. That's, like, the 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 results of that's not in doubt, just like we know MJF is going to beat Daniel Garcia. Like, I really don't think we're getting Daniel Garcia versus Mark Briscoe for the AW world title at full gear. Like, that's not happening. Like, we all know where we're going to go there, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be good
1: mark briscoe and it's 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 just gonna be so so good he's hilarious okay the amount of chaotic that he was tonight i was absolutely here for it this man was so funny and the fact that he really called out jay white like Oh, I was like, really? Sir, we're going to go there? We are like 30 minutes into the show. What's happening? Like right there. He he was not scared and he is just going to put up such a good match and I'm very excited to see more of him. I feel like you know, we don't get enough of him and I don't know. I don't know. This it's just going to be good. It's just going to be good. Yeah, I,
2: I, I I feel yeah. like we say that about a lot of people, but yeah. and again, it, it comes down to the fact that there's
1: such a large roster. It's it huge. Is. Yeah.
3: That and, roster is so deep.
1: And, yeah. and um, Like you said with MJF, like he is definitely not keeping that title. He does not need it. He absolutely does not need it. Jay white can have that title and MJF is literally wrapped up in 50 other stories. So he can focus a little bit more on that. And then we can have Jay white have a really great run as champion. I... I also
3: like how Mark Briscoe pretty much hit uh Jay White with the Christian cage. Like, what kind of man? no kind of coward walks around with another man's belt? <laughs> that was weird. like you've been running. Literally, you've been running around with all your accolades, Jay White. You've been running around with another man's belt and a cardboard cutout of yourself with a taped up arm with a belt. So you're in shambles, kind of.
2: <laughs> so I'm not i'm not on, on i don't get the feeling that jay white is winning at at full gear i feel okay. like i don't feel like he's the final boss for mjf like oh, at I least until, at, at least until like the devil is unveiled as who am, whomever it is um
1: well they need to pick up the pace in that case I, i'm I, i'm the
2: i'm one of these conspiracy theorists who thinks the devil is adam cole like i get that adam cole is injured but i don't I just get this feeling. This is not me reporting anything. This is this is just me going full, like, put tinfoil hat on my head. I don't think he's as, he was hurt as bad as they claimed that he was hurt. And they're trying to pull a wool over our eyes and make it look like he's going to come out here and, you know, heal up in, like, record time, and he's going to come out and shock people, right? Like, I I, I feel like it's still going to be him behind it. But if it's not him... If it doesn't end up being Adam Cole, if he is really as hurt as bad as they say it is, I feel like maybe Britt Baker plays a role here and she could cost him the match against Jay White at full gear. And that's when we get the unmasking. And that just adds another wrinkle to this MJF, Adam Cole, Roddy Strong, throw Britt Baker in there because they, you know, she hasn't been on TV uh, as well. She's been home with uh, with Adam. But, like, if that's what they decide to do with it, then yes, I could see him dropping it to Jay White at full gear. The the other thing that makes me feel like, though, how the hell is MJF going to beat Jay White? That man has survived literally everything. He has kicked out of so much. I don't know how MJF beats him at this point. They have protected him so much.
3: Got a cattle prod him. You got a yeah. Kevin Nash it. You got a Goldberg it. You got a. I mean, are
2: we are it we it. going dynamite diamond ring here? Like they have booked this man so strong, it's going to be very very interesting. Like I'm, like counting down the days until that match uh, happens because I genuinely am would love to know how that how that thing is going to end up. I uh, got to hear from our good buddy Sean Rossap here for a quick second.
0: I've often talked about uh, how much of a pay per view buyer I am. Take that any way you want it. But I'll tell you how I take it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN on the planet. Global server network. All that good stuff. That's great. But a big, big reason why I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful is all the pay-per-views I buy. All the money we're spending. We're trying to control costs as a company, as a household. You can get those UFC pay-per-views at a fraction of the price that you're paying here in America. Plus, you can get all kinds of great content that you wouldn't normally see Thanks to those services as well. Uh, Shows that are on overseas services, things that you want to watch a little bit early so you you get on that UK time and watch them. Being able to change the interfaces of things like the WWE Network, maybe you don't like Peacock, anything like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that ability while having the fastest VPN on the planet. Also, You just get so much more out of your internet experience with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Uh, Subscribe to to Fight and AEW Plus. Watch AEW without commercials. Uh, Watch bare-knuckle boxing. Watch UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views at the rates they're getting over in the UK. Change your virtual location with just one click. And hey, if you need any help using it, they got that 24-7 tech support. NordVPN.com slash Fightful.
2: Got a humper chat here from Feeling Dreepy. Uh, says, I would not normally complain about getting Dalton Castle on my screen. In parentheses, says, I love him. But this entire acclaimed segment tonight felt like a giant waste of time that could have been used for anything else, like a second women's match, for ah, instance. Say it. I'm not going to lie. That thought crossed my mind as well. Uh, let's dive into. One women's match that we saw, which hey, it's
3: not twenty three, you know what that means. Time for uh, AEW women's match. <laughs> you,
2: you took the words right out of my mouth. If I like, if like bet online or DraftKings, like had a like a, a, a money line bet on when the women's match would be for AEW Collision, I would bet nine twenty every night of the week, and I would make money every single damn time. We get Willow Nightingale against Emmy Sakura. Um, this one. These two ladies beat the hell out of each other uh, tonight. Didn't stop Willow from having a little bit of fun. There was that spot on the outside where she had her in the fireman's carry. She starts dancing around. Willow's always going to have a little bit of fun in her matches. Uh, But these two started smacking the crap out of each other. Emmy hits her with a big clothesline in this one, Iridian. Willow comes back, though, hits a great spine buster. Then the doctor bomb. She gets the one, two, three. Um, I enjoyed this tonight. I, again, we talked about how great Willow is and how much the crowd was up for her when she came out for this matchup. This was another good showing for Willow tonight.
1: Yeah, this match was beautiful. I feel like right at the start when the bell rung and they were just like hitting each other none moved, neither one moved, no one gave in. And I'm like, all right, this one is gonna be a tough one, right? But Willow, like you said, she was having fun. She was smiling, she still did her little dances and the crowd loves her. I was here for it. There was Willow chants throughout the match, which I'm like, amazing, love to see it. And it just kind of sucked because I'm like, all right, this is a good match. But we just had this super long acclaimed segment. We could give a few minutes more to the women, right? Like that's what I was thinking. And It I'm was like,
2: longer hey. than I thought it was going to be. To be honest with you, like yeah. it kept going. Like it kept like it, I think it went to like nine forty five. I think is when the like the whole segment finally ended. And I'm like, no, okay, because they the gave women's
3: match started at nine twenty three. And then they went to picture and picture at 928 and then returned at 931. Cause I was kind of annoyed by it. Cause like the match just started. And then you went to picture and picture. Yeah. And then the match I think was over by um 935, actually. Yeah.
1: Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. And we could have used that for another women's match, right? You had Abaddon showcased. Give us a little bit more of Chris Statlander, the champion. Like what are we doing? What are we doing? Just give us a little bit more. And I feel like they were like, all oh, right, it's fine. Cause we showed you Lexi Nair 27 times backstage today. Like I should balance it out. That's not the same, not the same. Right.
2: <laughs> but Wednesday Cresta, we're getting Julia Hart versus red velvet. Red velvet is back for the first time in a long ass time. So once again, another match that has been set up for this Wednesday, That I'm like, let's F and go.
3: Yeah, I was I was literally asking earlier, where is Red Velvet? Um, this match, fantastic. Emmy Sakura was beating the McFuck out of Willow Nightingale, and it was really good. It was it was a stiff, meaty match. It was real good. I hope I didn't make. Do you it have so to say
2: McFuck <laughs> after I took a drink?
3: Oh. Oh,
2: <laughs> Jesus sorry go ahead
3: <laughs> I mean even from the word go with uh when she was Emmy threw Willow into the still steps and then did like this cross bottom, like ma'am the match just started and what makes it even worse and that's why I love Emi Sakura she has this evil anime oh, 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 oh like yo you're the worst I I want to get up now and fight you more <laughs> um if we go back to that acclaim segment, I really feel like I'd rather give this match more time. Surprise me. Start at 9-10. You know what I mean? Surprise me. I would rather give this match more time. Or who's timeless Tony Storm? Doesn't she have a, a orange her butt or something? Like, like there has now, to be somebody to be, somewhere.
2: To be fair, we've gotten a couple of main events, right? We've got a couple of show openers. But it feels like unless there's, like, major storyline implications, it's that 9-20 time slot. Because, I mean, as, as good as this match was, it was... It was a one on one match. Was, you know, it was one on one match. Willow gets the win, and that was that was it. Mm-hmm. End of story. And we're moving on to Wednesday where we get Julia Hart and uh and Red Velvet. I'm happy that both of them
3: at 9
2: 20. <laughs> both of them are back. Honestly, when you look at that card that's been set up, yeah. 9 20. Be over by 9 30 with picture in picture for about four and a half minutes. And a commercial break and a commercial break
3: like just prove us wrong listen i will eat crow (laughs) just prove me wrong i want more women's wrestling you've got such a stacked roster i'm i will apologize i'll give you the tony khan apology i got a big announcement crest is apologizing i'd rather be wrong i would rather be wrong but every week
2: (laughs) they gave us a doja cat video what else do you ladies want
3: (laughs) you want matches every week and two of them oh my god
2: that Doja Cat video was like the most we've seen about four of those ladies in the last month and a half.
3: Um,
2: Continue to get your super chats in. Get your Humper Chats in, guys. I'll read all of them before we, uh, we close the show tonight. You know what we are getting on Wednesday, by the way? Samoa Joe versus Keith fucking Lee. Oh, my meat division heart (laughs) is fucking happy right now. Pardon all the F words that I just dropped there, but holy crap. Um, Yeah, Samoa Joe, he's talking to Lexi backstage, says, hey, MJF needs to employ his services. You got to with a blah, blah. Screw that. We're getting Keith Lee and Samoa Joe. He's talking about, you know, his TV title accolades and how he's beating everybody. And then Keith Lee comes up. Drops a vocab word I've never heard before in my life and says, you haven't beaten everybody. And Samoa Joe's like, I think we can rectify this situation. And holy shit, Iridian, we're getting Keith Lee and Samoa Joe on Wednesday for the Ring of Honor TV title.
1: That's insane. Can you believe that? I, Big Pop, right? Big Pop, when Keith Lee came out and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You haven't beat me. And I'm like, oh my God. No, he hasn't. I'm so ready. I'm so (laughs) This is going to be so good. This is the popcorn match of the night. We're going to have to bring all the snacks for this one. It's going to be so good.
2: Krusty. you're going to need like a a big old roll of garlic butter for like all this meat that that is going to be, you know, just trotted out to the ring. This is like a Brazilian steakhouse level buffet uh, type meat that we're getting on Wednesday.
3: I have had such a good meaty week of wrestling I literally just watched Turning Point on Friday, watching Jordan Grace versus Danny Luna, which was really meaty. I, I'm going to see Samoa Joe versus Keith real. I'm going to get gout with how much meat I'm going to be consuming. I'm so excited. Honestly, in another life, Samoa Joe and Keith Lee are preachers. So to see these pastors, holy wars, and universe 626 fighting right now in my universe, I live I live, I live. Cause like you said, he can definitely use the $5 SAT word.
2: <laughs> so well, I was
3: like, girl. Did
2: anybody catch what word that was? I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I thought what it was
3: auspicious, say? but I didn't want to write it down. Cause I'm like, that might be wrong. Cause I'm not sure if auspicious was the right context for this word. Okay. <laughs> I
2: think it started with an O, but it's like one of those words that could have like a silent P on it or something. Like, I don't know. I, it just <laughs> I had no clue what that man said. And I'm a journalist. Air quotes around that for crying out loud. Like, I write for a living, and that man just puts my vocab to a, a damn shame.
3: You're not a thesaurus. You're not Eminem.
2: <laughs> What's that? No.
3: Exactly. Okay. That's, that's okay. Luchasaurus's cousin, thesaurus.
1: <laughs>
2: that You're was welcome. a good one. I'm proud of you. I'm so damn proud of you. That was a good one. Uh, get your super chats in. Get your humper chats in, guys, as we uh, dive into our main event tonight, brought to you by Alphabet Soup. Uh, FTR, LFI up against Starks, Big Bill and the gates of
3: They were really only missing CM Punk at this point because it would have been LF, FTR, CM Punk
1: Okay, wait, we gotta talk about the beginning promos because Big Bill was out here saying LFI, FTR F, uh, he literally he's like, all the letters, all the letters
2: Oh, my goodness. Campbell
1: should have sponsored
3: this. You were right. Alphabet. C. Campbell's <laughs> will have made a killing off. It's on brand.
2: I mean, this was a fun match too. Um, Ricky Starks was really in his element tonight. He's hopping on commentary in the middle of this damn thing. And then all of a sudden he's got to hop in the ring and he's got to do his little, you know, hip thrust while he's doing the Undertaker's old school type move, but making it his own. I love it. But Roosh was the damn star. of This match Roosh was on a heater for this one. Cresta. Uh, he ends up getting the win. Uh, after he hits, uh, it was it? he hits con with the horns and, and gets the win for his team before we get all out gang wars to end this bitch. Uh, but this was a fun, th- again, by the time that this match came around it if like we had talked about at the top of the show, it felt like we had hit hour four at this point, like for whatever reason, like a lot to like on this show, but it just felt like a drug for what, I don't know if it's cause I watched like four and a half hours, of crown jewel earlier, but it's been a long ass day for me um but yeah by the time we got to the end of it though i was like yeah that was a really rock solid main event tonight
3: yeah no absolutely um i have heard jim ross say when especially when he was in wwe this man doesn't get paid by the hour and roosh was definitely like no i've got things to do when he was in the ring he was beating people up preston vance looked amazing here everybody That's here good.
2: looked
3: amazing like <sighs> I am kind of upset that Gates of Agony took the pin here, but who else was going to take the pin? Everybody here looked great. Ricky Starks on his bullshit. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. First, he would did the old school, hump the roast, ran to the commentators, mm-hmm. like, don't you got to match that? Yo, shut up. Mind your business. And then just threw off the headphones. It was great. There was chaos. before, Even before the chaos started, there was chaos. Yeah. Um I gotta say that there was a nice double clothesline from FTR, I mean, on FTR from Big Bill, and um, Ricky starts kicking calm by accident, told me everything I needed to know at that point, so.
2: Uh, I like the spot, Iridian, uh, where uh, Roosh and uh, Preston cradled Ricky like a, uh, like a baby and then chucked him out with the bathwater. I thought that was a really nice spot tonight.
1: It was good, right? I feel like Senor Rouge did not come to play games tonight he went into that ring he did the little Ricky pose he was in his element right he was all for it and good for him I I'm a fan of Senor Rouge and really being showcased in this match was fantastic I feel for La Facción Ingobernable and going forward there's just so many factions like you said earlier like we have so many letters in this match, and when Ricky accidentally hit Khan with his kick, I'm like, that's it. That's it. It's a done deal. So sorry, guys. Thanks for playing, but see you next time. We are not going to have Senor Rush come back to lose tonight. There was that was no way that was happening, right? Like, he was not coming back to take the L.
2: No, absolutely not, nor, nor should he. Uh, that would have sent the wrong message for sure. Uh, I did also like the spot where... It was Dax and Roosh who hit the big rig. I thought that was that was really interesting. That that Roosh was right there for that. He knew exactly where to go, the the exact spot with this. But then after they get the win, they don't want to shake FTR's hands. They're like, "Screw you, we ain't friends. We did business tonight. We out." And then we think, "Hey, okay, show's finally over." <laughs> nope, sure as shit's not. Uh, we get a video package with House of Black talking about how FTRs lost now because their best friend is no longer here that uh, the shots fired there. Uh, They rattled on as a something else. I I missed exactly what they said. The audio was a little low on my channel. I don't know if it was for anybody else, but this was all a rouge. Anyway, it kind of sounded like they wanted FTR to join them, but then they pop up behind them and they start fighting. And then we get Claudio and Wheeler coming out there and Wheeler swinging a chair and, He's bashing people and just all out, just like we started the night with all out gang wars. We're closing the night here, Cresta, with all out gang wars.
3: I had to unmute. I'm sorry. Sometimes my background is really loud, so I'll be muting y'all. My apologies on the delay response. Um, That's really what it was. I'm not upset about this, but I'm also kind of upset about this because the ending of the match was kind of a smile, like you said, not the handshake, and I don't, I don't blame LFI for like, listen, I'm here to work. I'll work with you, but I don't really like you. How many of us have gone to work with somebody that they don't like and just be like at work. Great. As soon as five o'clock hits, who are you? Don't talk to me. Don't
2: text me. No, I do not want to go hang out after work.
3: I'm not taking your shift either. Don't text me. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't. I mean, I get it. House of black. I hope that this leads to something because for uh, a while house of black was will they won't they, especially after they lost their trios titles, they kind of lost relevancy so it's nice to see all of them back even Julia Hart getting in the mix but much like Rhea Ripley in the Judgment Day we're going to have to find a Julia Hart problem solution because she's good for spitting in people's faces too like a velociraptor so I hope that this goes and leads to House of Black winning something again I'm not opposed Malachi Black beating up MJF I I would like to see it actually Oh, so. I, dude I said
2: that when they lost the trio's titles I said, okay, uh, can we put the AEW world title on Malachi? Let's put the TNT championship on Brody and let's put the international title on Buddy. Like, let's, let's go. Like, I let love to see them the... as a
3: dominant faction like that. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Yes. Because even when they were the trios champs, they didn't really defend the titles all that much. Hell, they even talked about it on commentary. The Acclaimed have already had nine successful title defenses in 69 days, and that's more than the Acclaimed, or excuse me, that's more than House of Black had when they had the belts.
1: Yeah, that's insane to even think about. Uh, The highlight of the night for me was House of Black coming out. And not only that, but Blackpool Combat Club, my absolute faves coming out to help FTR. Like, my mind is being blown with just how many groups are going to be helping each other to fight the other one like who's forces i think that's so interesting because who would have thought that ftr and um that blackpool combat club would team up and they hate
3: house of black more that i'm willing to work an enemy of my enemy is my friend (laughs) yeah
2: but like we're getting to the point where we have like enemy of my enemy but hey you're also my enemy like wait are you guys enemies like where what is going on here like we got like 19 different people here and we all hate each other fuck it just throw fists like let's just go let's just all beat each other up until like we got last person like it's getting to be a lot like it's <laughs> getting to be a lot uh but you know what Make the audience pay attention
1: I was here for it. I'm telling you, I was here for it. When Claudio picked up Malachi and he had both of his legs, I was fully expecting Malachi to get swung. He I was up. shitting, pissing, and
3: crying when he did Like, don't you swing. Don't you swing him. Don't you swing him. Don't <laughs> you swing uh,
1: Those, those How boys. How is it to get swung? So embarrassing. The I dis- want to see Brody I- King
3: get swung just because I think the juxtaposition would be too funny.
1: <laughs> I- I'll
2: say this. Sign me up for Malachi and Claudio. Because when it was Alistair and Cesaro, those boys cooked uh, in WWE. I would like to see those guys without the, oh, we're going to do a WWE match shackle. Like, please, like, just Stick it in my veins and, and give it to me every Saturday night. Uh Bizarro Big L with one more Humper chat. Always appreciate the support, good sir. Uh, with all these groups now, how are we not doing a gang warfare pay-per-view? Hey, they got like four more they need. Maybe we 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 get that. Uh all the meat, trios, tag belts, and just all the matches. World's end uh could be monstrous and rick the biggest return of all wednesday is dan Housen. very nice very evil love that meat is did we get that uh officially announced is dan Housen coming back on wednesday
1: well he announced it himself uh because rj city was like all right dan Housen's coming back and dan Housen comes on and is like oh sorry no i meant next week not ready yet
2: <laughs> oh okay let's let's rock and roll give me dan Housen. i i miss that man uh anybody else going once going twice chat's closed, Iridian where can people find your stuff, follow you all that good stuff
1: you guys can follow me at this beautiful handle up here, Iridian underscore Fiero. Twitter, Instagram, threads, literally all social media, I have it. And make sure you go over to YouTube and follow me on my Rest Friends YouTube channel. That's W-R-E-S-T, friends. I have vlogs, interviews, reactions, everything on there. And of course, every Saturday, you can find me here with the most beautiful faces of Fightful, Gino and Cresta, here for the AW Collision post-show. Cresta?
3: Ladies Buggy and gentlemen, shit. it's always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. Every Saturday I'm here with Riccicino and Iridian or some combination of us three going over Collision. On Thursdays I'm also here on Fightful with Joe Pearl going over all sort of Impact and Such and Bobs and Billy Bobs, whatever it is. Thursdays, I'm sorry, Wednesdays and Mondays I'm over on Twitch and TikTok at Cresta Star. Um, If that was a lot, you can follow me over here on Twitter, whatever this thing is, Cresta the star. Also, I have a blue sky, Cresta star. I, I got an invite, so I'm out here. I'm out here. I'm, I'm part of the turtle club. Anywhere you can type Cresta star, I'm there. There's a link tree in my bio. Rick, where can the people find you?
2: Yeah, same thing. Uh, one-stop shop here, uh, Rick Uchino, whether it's Instagram, uh, whether it's Twitter, threads is still a thing. Uh, just, just search my name and you'll find it. But that the Twitter or the X is the one-stop shop for all my stuff, whether it's believe in pro wrestling. Uh, we did a, um, we did, what was the pay-per-view we had this morning? Crown jewel. We did a crown jewel prediction show who joined me for that. Oh yeah. It was these two lovely ladies joined me this week. So this is the second show that we've been doing this week. Uh, we were wrong a lot, uh, believe it or not, about our predictions for this show. But regardless, we did a, we did a really, really fun crown jewel prediction show this week. Also had the chance to talk to Shayna Baszler. Uh 95% of that interview is still uh relevant. Uh we didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about the match, but she had some really, really great stuff to say, including uh uh a, a, a nice story about why Japan is her favorite place to travel. There was a lot of really great stuff in that interview with Shayna Baszler. Please, guys, check that out. Subscribe to Believe in Pro Wrestling too. We're one away from 700 subscribers. I would really appreciate that. That's spelled B L E A V. Uh, you can hear myself and uh, SP3, uh, who's on this channel a lot, as well as Fight Overbooked every Tuesday at 2:15, except for this Tuesday because it's election day and I have to work late at the radio station we're figuring out a time we'll do it but normally every tuesday we do a live stream around two o'clock eastern standard time so uh if you want more of me if you like sp3 if you like interviews with your favorite wwe and aew stars check out believe in pro wrestling also subscribe to the fightful youtube channel if you haven't already give this video a thumbs up because that'll help more people find the page and oh yeah I'd, i'd be remiss if i didn't say subscribe to fightful select Subscribe to FIFL Select. It's the best $5. We saw Kyrie Sane return earlier today, right, at Crown Jewel. That's official. And apparently, according to Sean, maybe more people are on the way to join up with EOSky and Kyrie Sane. Subscribe to FIFO Select right now for $5 and find out. I will not be here next week. I might. I might, actually. It all depends on when UC football gets scheduled. If UC football... It's scheduled for a night game next week i will be here if not i will have to do some more local radio but i will be back the saturday after guaranteed guaranteed i will be back this is this kind of kind of have to be the new normal here guys like if i get scheduled to do a talk show i'll be there if not i will be here but these two lovely ladies will always be here regardless enjoy the rest of your weekend everybody